I'm dancing and I can't be bothered now. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, lovely. How are you? How is your summer going? I am a bit in shock <laughs> that it is the middle of August and in some ways summer is almost over and you know I really challenge myself not to focus on the time scarcity of time is going so quickly, but it is encouraging me to pause and reflect on everything that I have enjoyed and done this summer. I think in our case, we usually take a big trip in the summer for the last four or five summers in a row. I have been in Europe, specifically in France, specifically in Paris, usually for a good few weeks um, at a time. And this summer, with COVID and having been gone so much over the last year, we're just staying put and doing more New York things. And that can feel not as noteworthy as taking a big trip. So I'm encouraging myself to sit down, scroll back through my camera roll, and just really think about everything that we have done this summer as we come to the close of a season. I think sometimes we can get in that scarcity mindset. So little bonus tip for today. So last weekend was a mini staycation for us that I shared about on Instagram. It was the first time I got to play Hashtag Instagram wife. You know, Instagram husband is traditionally where the wife is an influencer. And so she's getting a free hotel at a stay, a free stay at a hotel or whatnot. And the husband's getting to go along. So the roles, we've really never done that because it's just not really how I use my Instagram. I, I run my business. I don't really. I'm not really a blogger influencer, but uh, my husband is a drone photographer. Um, I will. I'll put his Instagram handle in the description today if you swipe up. But I've never really shared about what he does. Uh, he doesn't put his face or his name on his profile. But uh, I finally did this last weekend because it was the first time that he was shooting for a hotel, and I got to go along and um, you know be a lady of leisure. Uh, not really. I was working on my book the whole time, but they had a rooftop pool. It really was. It, we, we were only there for three days, but it was such a nice little noteworthy staycation. We just had a lovely time. And a few weeks earlier, I had shared that in one weekend, we went on double dates with two of my best girlfriends and met someone that they were dating. And one of them has really stuck with me since the lesson that I took away. His story is so hard. The things that he went through in his childhood and his family were one of the hardest stories that I personally have heard. And yet, as I sat across from him, she no longer lives in New York after the pandemic, so this is the first time that I was meeting him, even though they're very serious and very much in love. And I was just struck by how healthy he is. For someone that has such a hard story, there was so much wisdom and perspective, and I really got this sense that he had done his work, he had gone to therapy, he had utilized his faith, he had and and what i what i the phrase that I realized as I was saying describing it to Jeremy later and then texting it to my my girlfriend that evening just to say how 
how thrilled I was with him is I said, listening to him or reflecting on our conversation, I thought about how you can either get stuck in trauma in a hard situation, in the hard circumstance and reality of your life, and we've all been through hard things to varying degrees, you can either get stuck in it or you can move through it. And it's so clear that he has moved through it. He doesn't deny it. It very much happened to him and is part of his story. But there was this energetic sense that he has come out on the other side. And of course, that doesn't mean that it's completely done. It will continue to be an, an issue. It will continue to be painful if they get married, the family members that aren't their wedding and the, the people that aren't there to have relationship if they have children, you know, it doesn't mean that it's over. But from an emotional health perspective, it felt like he was on the other side and he was strong, confident, wise, grounded, healthy. And it made me think of some of my friends who I think have gotten stuck in the trauma, stuck in the story of what happened to them. I have two friends who each lost a parent in similar situations. And one of them is substantially younger than me, and yet I've always felt that she was kind of an old soul. And I realized I think the part it, part of it is because she went through something so hard and she came out on the other side. So she has a wisdom and a maturity and a groundedness. And the other friend, and I do not say this with any judgment, I say this with genuine compassion. I see that she continues to struggle in things that she would even say to you are related to that loss. Because this thing happened to me, I struggle with this. Because this happened to me, I am this way. And I think we all do that to an extent. We all have things that happen to us that hopefully we have enough self-awareness to know you know, I was cheated on and that's why this. You know, my my parents got divorced at a young age and that's why this. So we all say that, but I think the noticing, am I using that as, as an explainer for the fact that I continue to deeply struggle? Almost more like an excuse And again, this isn't about looking for me. It's not about looking at another friend and saying, you know what, I think he or she is just using it as an excuse. For me, I really started to think about myself and the smaller things that for me, I kind of come back to, you know, even in my marriage and communication or conflict with Jeremy, the things that I say well, the, you know this is a trigger for me, or I struggle with this because because of my childhoods, because of past experiences, and that's all so incredibly valid. But I started to think that it is so much more powerful and inspiring and welcoming and peaceful and impressive when you hear someone talk about their past, and they're not denying that it happened, but it isn't it isn't affecting them as much today and it's you can see i'm sort of struggling for the words because there is really a nuance to it it's not a black or white 
you don't have friends that are completely emotionally healthy, had nothing bad happen to them, or they had bad things happen, and they were like, I dealt with it. I put a bow on it. It's totally in my past. And then you have other friends that are just hot mess express. It's much more in the gray. And I think when we can when we acknowledge and have compassion for that in others, then it also allows us to really look at ourselves and not just be saying, well, you know, I've never been through divorce, but how are or or my parents weren't divorced, but how do I think my other friends are handling this? But we can look at ourselves and say, whatever I have been through, am I still stuck in it? Am I still really being defined by it, by the anger, by the brokenness? Or do I acknowledge that there was pain and brokenness and I have really done my best to heal from it? And one of my friends that I see stuck in pain, I can go back a generation and see that her parent was stuck in pain. When one of the parents passed away, the remaining parent really got stuck in it. And they 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 were out of work. They just were, were not able to really be present and parent. And so I think that got, that exacerbated. It didn't model for my friend how to move through it. And it compounded how much they needed to move through, that it wasn't just the physical loss of one parent, but sort of the emotional loss of the other. And when I look at, you've heard me mention my uh, old theater colleague, Amanda Klutz, when I look at how someone like her is dealing with with the, the loss of a husband and being a widow, I observe that she is working so well to move through it. And what a gift that is going to be to her son that he isn't going to be raised by a mother who everything just stopped after that time and she just had this heavy limp going forward. She's always going to have a small limp because the pain happened. And I think in that way, as I said, it's not black and white and it really invites us to say not perhaps left or right. Did I go through number door number one or two? Am I stuck or did I move through? Maybe for you, that really is convicting today. And you realize, I am very stuck. I am so focused on the story that I am the child of an alcoholic, that my, you know, husband was unfaithful and left. Like, yes, for the last few years or for many years, I am stuck. It feels like the all-encompassing thing in my story, I you know the what what happened in my childhood it's just the predominant thing that is right there in every single romantic relationship every friendship my relationship with my boss and what's triggering to me and that might be an awareness for you to realize i think i'm one of those people who's stuck and it's you you're stuck because something hard happened to you again it's not from a place of judgment but really compassion and i i hope an invitation today that I sat across from from the table the table from this man and thought it is so beautiful and inspiring to see that he has been through something so challenging multiple things so challenging and yet has a strength groundedness peace maturity and I hope that that is a word for someone today to say that is possible and it is so possible for me to be the kind of person that someone says not like 
not from a place of pity, like, wow, she went through something so hard and yet she's so strong. I could never, you know, but from a true holding hands, like chest to chest place of compassion of we've all been through hard things and seeing how you have become healthier and wiser and you have have become better through it, I feel inspired to do the same. And one question that I can see arising from this is, how do I help a friend that I see stuck? Because that is where my head went to, is I see some friends that I think have moved through and I think some friends that are stuck. And my best advice would be, number one, we model it for them. I think by us being as healthy as can be and us moving through our things, even if they aren't as hard and bad as what some of our friends have been through, when we're going to therapy, when we're listening to podcasts on growth and self-help books and we're passing on those tools and we are celebrating our growth, celebrating that we're more patient, we're less anxious, we're less competitive and resentful, you know, whatever things, and we're verbalizing that, that is modeling to someone, oh, you can grow, you can heal, you can get healthier, you can make progress. I think the second thing would be to highlight people that you see doing that. Not in a really obvious way, like your friend who, you know, is a widow, and you're like, you know, this widow I saw over here seems to be doing so well. <laughs> not not in that weirdo way, but where you're just noting you know, maybe it's a friend who's been through something else or someone whose book you read that went through something else that wasn't related and you're just commenting on how inspired you were and how it made you feel hopeful. And so now you're kind of using someone else's story to model for them as kind of another breadcrumb of hope. And then the third thing is prayer, whatever that means for your religious beliefs, but just genuinely, I have friends in my prayer journal for years that I am just praying for their peace and their joy and just things that I see, you know, kind of eluding them, you know, that they would would finally pursue the dream that they want to pursue or they would stop sabotaging their romantic relationships or, you know, whatever it is. I don't think that unless this is someone you are deeply close to, that you really feel called to sit them down and say, I feel like you are stuck in this. For me, that is a rare person. There's no one in my life, even of my close friends that comes to mind, that I would feel like that would be welcome. It would be productive. It wouldn't feel like I was just judging them. And if they don't know what to do to move through, it's not helpful to just be like, hey, I'm really noticing your your extreme limp. And they're like, well, I don't know what the path I don't know what the path is for physical therapy for this. So now I'm just more self-conscious about it, you know? So unless there really is something of I see you struggling and I I wanted to share this. Like this was a a book that I saw someone else on Instagram who's gone through a miscarriage shared, been really helpful to them. And I I see that you know, I know you're in pain. I know you're struggling. And, you know, I don't know if this will help. I think it's always that humility to say, I don't know if this will help unless it's something you yourself have been through. If you have walked through multiple miscarriages and now you see your friend going through it, now you've been in the trenches together. And I think you can fight for them more honestly, still with the humility that everyone's story is different. But 
for me, I have more respect and admiration for the the friends and the people I'm seeing that have moved through it. And I'm realizing the inspiration and the lesson I personally can take in seeing that. I'm feeling more compassion and empathy for my friends that I see are stuck and want to continue to, to model that and pray for them. And then again, for me and myself, I don't have these deep traumas that I feel like I am stuck in, but I really am looking, the Bible talks about like noticing the plank in your own eye instead of the speck in someone else's. And so many of us, we are, whether it's because we have big hearts as helpers or we're kind of judgmental and competitive in comparison, um, we, we tend to look and see what other people's problems are before our own. And so this really helped me to say, what are the small things that I'm still living in? Well, this was my childhood. This was my past. And am I using them as excuses for behavior that isn't as healthy as it could be? instead of acknowledgement that these were real experiences, but I want to heal and become healthier in spite of them, not accept lack of health because of them. I hope that that inspires and blesses you today for yourself, for your friendships, for your romantic relationships. And I will see you over on Instagram and then back here next Wednesday with grace and gumption. Till next Wednesday.